Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 500 years in the future. The Earth has been destroyed. Yet, civilization thrives in a Martian utopia of nerds. But that is the future. Yeah, utopia is going to have to wait. This is Nerding Out with Ravy. We want to welcome everybody to an all-new Nerd Not Podcast. Hi. It's Cameron. It's Randy. I'm Ravy. And you can find us Nerding Out LA on Facebook and Twitter, Nerding Out on Instagram and YouTube. Congrats to everyone who won tickets to the screening of Joker. Yes. That's going down tonight. Rap. As we're recording this. Uh, next week, we're going to be giving our impressions of Joker. We're also going to watch the premiere of Batwoman. That's coming at you Sunday. I'm on excited about the that. CW. So we're going to be breaking down a couple of DC things next week. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff to break down this week, starting with the news. We kind of, sorta, thought, hoped, prayed. Uh, I lit some candles. I drew <laughs> a pentagram just in case. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but we there's too much money on both sides of the table. Spider-Man is remaining in the MCU for now. How about that? A rip. Uh, Hallelujah Chorus was playing through my head as the news (laughs) broke. I think everybody breathed a collective sigh of relief. Absolutely. Um, The news, Kevin Feige will produce the next Spider-Man sequel, the third one for Tom Holland, Mm -hmm. along with Sony's Amy Pascal. They are the producers of Homecoming and Far From Home. Disney is putting up 25% of the budget in exchange for 25% of the profits. Now, as I understand it, there was a falling out the first time, because wasn't that number 50? I think they so. wanted like Initially, a, yeah, a lot. Yeah, I think and that's was. what Sony's like, screw you. So, so, what's, so 25% of yes. the budget for 25% of the profits. Right. Now, I have a okay. question. Go ahead. Being that I, I could have swore I read somewhere that they are producing this final movie, and then after this, he's going back to Sony. I think... I am under the impression that maybe it'll be like case by case. Okay, hopefully. Uh, we do know that Tom Holland Spider-Man will be allowed in another MCU movie, at least one. Yeah. So I'm probably thinking Avengers 5, which will probably be part of Marvel Phase 5. Right. We know there's no team up in Phase 4, but I'm sure there's going to be in Phase 5 probably you know, towards the end of it. So Spider-Man will be allowed to be in that. Yeah. And then I do believe it's a case-by-case basis. I hope so. So contractually, yes. Tom Holland has... I believe he owes Sony how two many? more movies. Two more, okay. Yeah. And that includes whatever this next one is. Correct. Because my thing is, like, I'm, I'm happy that this is how it came out. Mm-hmm. Like how it ended up. Of course. I'm happy to see another Spider-Man movie. I'm happy to see him in the MCU for now. But I think by the time we get there, 
I, I don't want to I don't want to call it Spider-Man fatigue. Okay. But I'll be ready to experience something else, I think. Yeah. I think I think the end of Spider-Man's gonna be the perfect jumping point for Fantastic Four or the X-Men. Okay. I yeah. think I think them getting involved into the Marvel universe is coming at just the perfect time. And I love Spider-Man. Sure. I can't, I can't really I imagine too. myself not, getting sick of it. I'm not hating on him, yeah. but, you mm-hmm. know. But if there was any time where a break was going to be okay, I definitely right. think now. Okay. The, you know, with the introduction of more characters coming. Now, that being said, I'm all about Into the Spider-Verse. Absolutely. I think, Some more of that I think we all on. agree on, that Sony. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie. Absolutely, without out a doubt. There. 100%. Like, it's up at the top by a lot. Well, without oh, yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Uh, I think... This deal got done for several reasons, obviously. The number one, money. But I also think kind of because of optics. Mm. Yeah. Don't you think? Because people were just straight raging at Sony. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, the blame was pretty much placed like 99%, 1%. Sony was lacking. Marvel came out first and they said, hey, guys, they pretty much said it. In a way where it was all Sony's fault. It wasn't a, a, a two-person yeah, thing. Yeah, Disney kind of spun it that way. And everybody just went after Sony. And it's easy to believe because Sony owns the property. Yeah, Sony right. owns the intellectual Spider-Man so what property. really can you say? Right. And they're the one, you know, they right. can at any time pull that character out. Yeah. And so that's why the blame got placed that way, fair or not. Um, plus, you got to figure Spider-Man... As part of the MCU, mm-hmm. makes more money than Spider-Man out of the MCU. Yeah, absolutely. That's just the way that it is. Yeah, uh, Venom made eight hundred million dollars, and that's fantastic. That is really great yeah. for a movie that critics were like, Bleh. yeah, and mm-hmm. a lot of people who went to see it were like, Bleh. so <laughs> so <laughs> to make eight hundred million dollars worldwide, that's incredible. Yeah. Far from Home made over a billion. Jesus Christ. It's a lot of money. Over a billion dollars globally. Uh-huh. And so it's all about impressions. While 800 million is great, it's not a billion. Yeah. yeah. Well, and think about, like you just said, how many people went and saw Spider Man Far From Home just because they wanted to see what happened after Endgame? Yeah. I'm sure there you know was what I mean? a ton of that. Yeah. So, uh, yes, sure. If the Spider Man movies were standalones, I'm sure that there would be some level of audience that wanted to see what happened after the first Spider Man movie. Yes. I mm-hmm. take that. But. Not nearly the level of, okay, mm-hmm. how is, how is uh, Peter Parker coping with the death of Tony Stark? Right. You know, are there going to be hints dropped for Marvel Phase 4? Mm-hmm. And so that's definitely a yeah. heavy influence. And, and look at the contrast because the, res- the response from everybody who saw the latest Spider-Man movie was, you know, they enjoyed it. They loved it. Mm-hmm. Now look at everybody who saw Venom. There are a lot of people I know who went to go see Venom, were excited, and they left either disappointed or just, you know, with a mixed review. My hand's up for that. I was yeah. very excited for Venom. And then they, you know, made all kinds of changes. Yeah. But in the end with Spider-Man, I, I think Sony blinked a little bit. Cooler heads prevailed and fans got their way for now. Um, look, if it's a no-win situation for Sony because mm-hmm. when the third Spider-Man movie does come out, which it has a date, I believe July 2021, right. when it comes out, who's going to get all the credit if it rules? It's uh, not going to no. be Sony. <laughs> no, and that's why I think they should like really buckle down and do more of the animated stuff. Yeah. Because I think that actually has more potential for them at the moment as a company. Sure. You know, 
Especially taking the risk of using a more modern Spider-Man, like yeah, Miles yeah. Morales. Yes. Like, that's a big leap. That's a yeah. really big move, and that was really, really well received. Yeah, I agree with that. Into the Spider-Verse is universally loved. Absolutely. Yeah. By audiences and critics. I didn't. I don't know anybody who doesn't really like it. Yeah. yeah. Like, the only person that went and poo-pooed was Woody. Oh, well. And he texted me from it. He's like, I'm into the Spider-Verse. This movie's stupid. <laughs> Has he rewatched it? And then I got, hit him back. You're stupid. And then, <laughs> That's right. And then I'm like, dude, start watching it and give it a chance because this is legit one of the coolest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. It's so cool. And then after it was over, he's like, well, it got better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, what was interesting when the Spider-Man news broke right on the heels of that Came this news that uh, some kind of Disney deal with PlayStation. Yes. Randy, did you look into this for us? Yeah, see, people often forget that PlayStation is a Sony product. Sony product, And yep. so it kind of slipped under the rug, and so I did some more investigation. Initially, I thought this had to do with video games. Okay. Quite the contrary. It has to do with PlayStation's uh, over-the-top the inter- te- over internet television service. Over-the-top internet television so service. PlayStation so PlayStation View. So PlayStation View. Definitely one thing you can do if you're a cord cutter. So what it is, is the deal with uh, Sony, Disney did, is to leave, like, you know, National Geographic, all those networks and those shows on the PlayStation uh, video streaming service. So that's really what it was. So people who were, you know, were in question if, hey, well, now with this Disney Plus thing, am I going to lose National Geographic? Am I going to lose, you know, whatever other channels? And uh, by doing this deal, they've solidified that, no, you're not going to lose those channels. So that's pretty much what it was. All so right. FX, FXX, like all those things, those things aren't going anywhere. They're staying okay, so on PlayStation View. Like the Fox channels and yeah. all that kind of stuff Disney got. Yeah, so they restruck a deal. That yep. will be also on Disney Plus, also get to stay on PlayStation yeah, and so, View. And I did some more research on this whole service. Apparently, it has a lot of channels. It's really well done, and it only has 800,000 subscribers. When I was bitching and moaning, yeah. hard to believe, relatively recently, on the Woody Show about... Um, you verse cutting NFL channel mm-hmm. and red zone. And we got hit back a lot. Ravy use PlayStation view, PlayStation view rules. Yeah. So I just, I might look into that just a little bit to see, look, I got room in the cabinet for mm-hmm. a PlayStation. <laughs> you, and you don't even uh, need, you don't even need an expensive one. They got slims for, you know, okay. use one for 160, 170. Uh, and I mean, you can play some games. I mean, granted, Keep in mind, I'm an Xbox gal. The PlayStation 5 is really honestly right around the corner. Right. So if you make that jump, just go, just do it understanding that you will eventually have to upgrade if, you know, video games and stuff is what you're looking for. Right. But I don't, I can't, you know, I don't don't see PlayStation and Sony removing the PlayStation view from the PS4 once the PS5 comes out because that would make absolutely no sense. Yeah, that'd be expensive though. It is expensive from what I saw. What's the monthly charge? Like their base is. Forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. And the that's ultra plan. It's, it's there's yeah the ultra plan is eighty five dollars a month. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was what I was looking at, kind of with Spectrum Gold, which what I was looking at. Yeah. I just I want to see what's available on it. Yeah, it's probably worth looking into, but you, you know, might not have your MTV rave. Okay. <laughs> but what about my NFL? Uh, well, let's find uh, out. Right I'm not seeing that either. Okay. If NFL's not on there, because you know. I love nerdy stuff. I also nerd out for sportsy stuff. Keep in mind, though, a lot of the reviews you're going to see online are from the people who hopped on to view from the like from the jump. Okay. And this is we're now further into this thing, so right. you know now with more time, more stuff has been added on. 
And you know, with Disney being added on, I'm sure ESPN three right. is going to be there too. You're keeping ESPN as well. That's right. Let's okay. That too. Sure. So ESPN staying on that. So I mean, it's worth checking out. But again, there's so many different services. You I really know. don't know what to choose. Do Do you even need a service really? in this day and yeah. age? Is really... you might as well just go to like a restaurant and watch the game there. <laughs> I know, but Randy, I like my cats and I like my house. <laughs> I want to stay there. Looks like it might be on there. Okay, I'll take a look. I'm going to take a deeper dive. Now, that wasn't the only piece of Kevin Feige news. Yes. This, to me, was surprising yet not surprising. Kevin Feige, like us, big Star Wars fan. So he's actually going to be teaming up with Kathleen Kennedy Rat. to develop and produce at least... One Star Wars movie. Now, while Kathleen Kennedy is going to remain in charge of Lucasfilm, a lot of people are speculating that Feige's actually going to take a bigger role in the Star Wars universe overall. I hope so. Because of what... I it, think he will be. It has to move beyond the Skywalker saga. He's a proven entity, you know? And just like we we're talking about, it's all about impressions. The impressions of the MCU... It's off the charts good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. The impressions of Star Wars, not the best, especially after The Last Jedi, which we Ugh, all maintain is, is a terrific movie. It's <laughs> such a bummer. What, Randy? You don't like it? I, you, my number one problem okay. with the last Star Wars movie was, to me, it didn't feel like Star Wars. It felt more campy, marvelly to me. But with the Kevin Feige announcement, I get it's a bit contradictory for me to be like, oh, I'm excited because he is Marvel. <laughs> Uh -huh. But he has just such a good track record. It's hard to, yeah. you know, it's it's hard not to think everything else about that movie is going to be anything but excellent. Okay. Huh. So I get all tingly when I think about it because you know he's got a proven track record. Right. However, that being said, I know there's lots of comic snobs who already oh, yeah. who aren't big fans of the Marvel movies. I can only imagine the uproar that's going to that's going to you know, going to happen with these Star Wars. Can movies. I ask you a question, Randy? Yeah. I'm just curious because I do hear a lot of people say things like that often. Yeah. Like it didn't. It didn't feel like Star Wars, or yeah. it doesn't feel like Star Wars. Does the Phantom Menace feel like Star Wars to you? That's hard because I saw the Phantom Menace when I was a kid, so that was an, that pretty much that was the start off point for me. And I thought it was stupid with Jar Jar and all the crap. <laughs> yeah. But then I saw the original trilogy, and I'm like, oh, yeah. this is cool. This is Star Wars. There wasn't a whole lot of like you know campy stuff in there, but there was definitely humor sprinkled into it. I think old Star Wars is very campy. You think it is? I do. Yeah. Maybe I just have this weird perception of it being you know just badass and just cool. It is badass and cool, but you can be campy at the same time. Yeah. But well, we are getting ready to start our rewatch project. <laughs> yeah. That I, I welcome that because I've yet to rewatch the last movie. Okay. Well, so we're going to be second time around. I we're, am very excited for Kevin Feige though. <laughs> I think like uh, I think one thing that's going to be super important without the Skywalkers and without yep. the Skywalker saga yeah. is going to be character development. Right. Because we need we need another Luke Skywalker or a Han Solo or a Leia mm -hmm. or, you know, Boba Sorry. the Fett, somebody Someone that we can latch on to, somebody we connect to. And I think he is one of many people, no doubt, but he is one of the people that was instrumental. He's really great at that. And sewing all those things together. That's why people were crying their eyeballs out when Tony Stark died. Yeah. Because we're connected to that. Right. Um, here's a question. Have, have you connected... With any of these newer characters, Ray, mm. Kylo Ren, I can't even remember the guy who's the po great Dameron. Po Dameron. Po Dameron. Thank you. That's how not connected I am to any of these. I, new uh, I can't. I can't. 
I mean, I guess the closest person I would say is Kylo Ren. Okay. And I think just I think Adam Driver is just a good character, like a good actor, mm-hmm. and he really does the role really, really well. Yeah. And I like him the most, but other than that, nothing's really compelled me like Marvel has. You yeah. Know, with Marvel characters, I feel the, like I feel like they're emotional. Like, oh, I'm mad. I get it. You know, I understand why they're feeling that way. So yeah. that's another reason. And a good thing that you brought up that I really excites me that Kevin Feige is going to get into this because mm-hmm. now I can finally connect with these characters like I do with Marvel. I, I feel like where Kevin Feige is concerned, stories first. Absolutely. Yeah. A, a thousand percent. And that is that is how I respond to movies. Mm-hmm. If the story is solid, I'm going to be into it. Right. Which it, is why I like The Last Jedi. I thought, I thought of, the story was very yeah. solid. <laughs> Which aggravates me, but I do I do agree with what Randy's saying, and and to answer your question, I I don't know that I felt particularly connected to yeah. to Ray or mm-hmm. to uh, Poe. I think I'm interested by Poe and like that whole yeah, yeah, yeah. aspect of the Resistance and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but I think that we n- weren't necessarily given a chance to right because. Because the old characters are there. The old characters are yeah. there. Yeah. So even from the Force Awakens, you're still you still have them. You still have Han Solo. You're still talking about Luke Skywalker all the time. Yeah. I mean, your and biggest so, takeaway from the Force Awakens was Han Solo's death. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So now that they're going to be gone, uh, I think that, that we'll have a chance to do that and, now. Because like as George Lucas said, all nine movies, the whole mm-hmm. Skywalker saga, even yeah. though he wasn't necessarily involved. Right. And these last three, it's all about Anakin Skywalker yeah. and that family. I mean, the problem I feel with the Star Wars movies, you know, these last few is they've been trying to just rely primarily on just the characters. Yeah. You know, like who the characters are. Like, oh, this is Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Like, we don't really have to build anything because we have Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. And, but, you know, now with both of them gone, it should be interesting how they establish this because think about it, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, if you were to think what comes after all this. It's inconceivable. Yeah, you, you don't you don't think there's anything after it this. It kind of is, but you know, as a big fan of Rebels, yeah. So Obi Wan Kenobi shows up in Rebels, yeah. right? But he's not in the core group. He's in, no. an ancillary, mm-hmm. you know, character that shows up. And if they can develop a movie that makes me feel like I did watching Rebels, which I love. Oh my god! Yeah, if there's characters yeah. in Rebels. And in the Clone Wars, that I like better than anybody in the movies. Yeah, and so I hope- and that was even in the time constraint of fitting it in between the yeah. prequel trilogy right. and uh, the old trilogy. You know, one thing uh, I've I actually took away from the Han Solo movie that mm-hmm. came out last, uh, which we also loved. Was amazing. Thought it was Solo. dope. Everybody who didn't like it, you suck. Suck. Big floppy wieners. Weenies. But uh, the quick like the small excerpts of the Empire. It's like looking into what the Empire was like. And I recently read a comic. Uh, it's called TIE Fighter. Mm-hmm. And it's it's about TIE Fighters, like people who fought in the who fight in the Empire. And I thought, you know, that'd be really cool if they made a movie about this. Because in the comic, it's this makes a really compelling case that the Empire is doing the right thing. And the Rebels are really the bad people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would love for them to take a spin on that and yeah. to show that. Because, you know, that'd be cool to have. That'd be interesting. Yeah, well, George Lucas developed, I forget what year it was, but he developed a show I believe it was a show, if not yeah. a movie, about like the the underworld of of Star Wars and right. kind of deeping or doing a deeper dive into that. And so I think I'm really interested in that too. And I think hopefully we'll get hmm. some of that in the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, like a reverse 100%. perspective. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Now, Cameron is the biggest Star Wars fan here. Like we all love Star Wars, but yeah. you're like above and beyond us in this room. Uh huh. How is it that the MCU can release three movies? 
a year. Captain Marvel, Endgame, Far From Home all came out this year, all made a billion dollars. Yeah. And people just can't get enough. Why doesn't the Star Wars universe function the same way? Um, I think because currently you're dealing with the same set of people in a similar setting for most of the films. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like if you look at the MCU, let's just start with Iron Man. Okay. It's a movie about Tony Stark. It's a movie about him, you know, his mm-hmm. development as a person right, as yeah. well as, you know, becoming, becoming Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You move on to the next film, which was... Thor. Thor. Mm-hmm. Completely different character. Completely different world. Yeah. Literally, like, different planet. They get connected later on. Right. But you don't know that at the time. With Star Wars, if we had three Star Wars movies in a year... We've been working this entire time in this timeline of the Skywalker saga yeah. yeah, and never really going beyond it or before it. And so now that we're going to have, you know, be released into that, I think it can work that's similarly. Adva- that's advantage Star Wars. That's advantage the brand, I, I guess. I think so, leaving too. Leaving the Skywalkers behind. I absolutely think so. Yeah. Nine movies, all essentially about Anakin Skywalker and his family. Yeah, and even if you look at, like, so... Uh, Disney, I think it was a D23 release, the timeline of where all these things take place between The Phantom Menace and uh, The Rise of Skywalker. And there's like gaps in between the films, but then there's a couple things that are so close to one another where they've taken this small, tiny little piece of time mm-hmm. and developed a story inside of it, which I think is really cool yeah. Yeah. that writers are able to do that uh, you know, with Rebels and mm-hmm. with Rogue One and all yeah. that. But... It's still limiting, and you're still working within the confines of the story that has been established, the world that has been established, the timeline that has been established, the characters that have been established. I I think once they get past the whole Skywalker saga, they're going to do exactly what Marvel's been doing. Yeah, Yeah. because you have, I mean, you literally have, exactly, and you have endless potential of whatever you want to do. They basically have creative freedom to, you know, explore the outer rim, or like, It's like they did in Rebels when they did the world between worlds yeah, or the world dope. beyond worlds. It, it was like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get more of that. Okay. It's still going to have to buy into the mythology sure. of Star Wars to some extent, but I'm really excited about all that. Okay. I think that's why we're all like real psyched about the Mandalorian because it's, you know, different stuff. Yeah. Stuff that we haven't seen, character we haven't seen. He's in a world that we haven't seen. We've heard the Outer Rim referred to. But we haven't been there. Super excited about that. Outer Rim? Let's rim. Uh, there, <laughs> there's uh, some rumors being fanned by both Chris Evans and Brie Larson uh, that they would be interested in being in a Star Wars movie yes. that Kevin Feige would produce. Collider put out this tweet saying, which MCU actors would you like to see pop up in a Star Wars movie? And Chris Evans directly responded, me. So he's interested. And Brie Larson uh, responded by posting a picture of her leaning up against C-3PO. She's wearing a Jedi robe and holding a lightsaber. She has been very vocal. And captioned it, did someone say Star Wars? Yeah. (laughs) I could see see Mark Ruffalo being in a Star Wars movie. Not necessarily a Jedi. Sure. Maybe sort of like a Senate kind of role. Yeah, for sure. I could see, well, like Cameron just said, endless possibilities. I know. There's too many possibilities. Bring him in. Bring in a man. Uh, regardless, it's going to be an interesting time in the Star Wars universe yes. with Disney Plus coming out. I love, you know, Clone Wars, Rebels. Mm-hmm. I uh, hate Resistance. Star oh, Wars yeah. Resistance. Oh, yeah. That's, 
That's a fail. Yeah. That's a mega fail. That's going away after this second season. Well, and They're is it, two and done. It's just on Disney Channel, right? Yeah, it's on one of the Disney's. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm excited for Disney Plus. I just want them to yeah. do something there. Yeah. Sorry. Missed the mark. <laughs> you guys missed the mark with Resistance. Not everything's going to be a home run. That's true. That's true. Let's move on to something not under the Disney umbrella, and that would be DC. They're under the Warner umbrella. Ooh. Our winners, like we said, headed to the Joker screening tonight as we're recording this. Joker's in theaters tonight as we're posting this. And there's been these conflicting stories, but I'm pretty interested mm-hmm. about whether or not this movie is being released under the DC Black label. There's a line of comics, DC Black. And these are decidedly more adult-themed. They are for mature audiences. So the director of Joker, Todd Phillips, he pitched the Joker be released under the black label, thinking DC Black could be a laboratory of sorts for, quote, independent-minded films about these characters. Uh Uh-huh. Now, what he says is that Warner was like, look, calm down with the label thing and just make the movie, and we'll go from there. So whether or not you're actually going to see DC Black in the titles, I know like the title screen's definitely going to look different, not going to look like a DC movie yeah. title. Yeah. But I don't know if they're actually doing DC Black brand. I kind of agree with their point of view on it. Warner? Chill out for a second. Right. Because Warner I think that was what like affected movies oh, like the Justice League. How about what affected and, that uh, Universal Monster thing? Oh yeah, that's oh, what that's I mean. Right. Dark Universal Dark or something that yeah. they were trying you, to do. So you talk about, uh, you know, focusing on story. It's like, hey, everybody wants to create an MCU now. That's right. the thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, like on television, they've managed to do like the Arrowverse and all that, which right. is great, but they have to be likable characters in a good film first. Yep. Yeah. And then hopefully you can connect them. Got too much dip on your chip. <laughs> too much roll. dip on the chip, Randy. Too much dip okay. on the chip. I'm going to be using that sometime, Randy. <laughs> totally stealing that. So if you were going to do, like you're going to direct a DC Black movie, it's going to be an R-rated, the themes are going to be more adult, it's not going to be beholden to green screen stuff. So it's going to be, the budget's going to be more modest. I think the budget for Joker was $50 million. Yeah. Okay. So you're making one of these movies. What characters would you like oh, to damn. to put in there? I got one. Okay, Randy. There's a comic that got released about Superman. However, it's different because in this comic, it's about what happens if Superman instead of crashing into he crashed into America, right? Some some state. Kansas. Kansas. There we yeah. go. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> what happens if he had <laughs> Nebraska? Right? America. What happens if he had crashed into the Soviet Union? Ah. Uh-huh. And was raised. As okay. a Soviet, you know, okay. as a Russian, pretty much. So the comic is called Superman Red Sun, and it got greenlit to do an animated version of it, but okay. I'd love to see like a DC black, hyper-realistic, mm. I don't want to say violent per se, sure, sure. but just, you know, like the ramifications of having somebody of that power on, mm-hmm. you know, the opposing side of the United States, like the Soviet Union. Yeah. I feel like the one thing that DC- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He does really well. Is they're really good at putting out these random just one-shot comics. Okay. That have these very unique spins on the characters. And a lot of that is under that black label. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it would just work really well because I... I can't imagine them doing DC black movies and then somehow intertwining them into whatever DC storyline they're trying to do. Because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I hear this is just going to be like one Joker Right, movie. and I think that was what Todd Phillips was trying to get them to agree to. Yeah. That these are like yeah. all independent yeah. movies. Almost like what-if scenarios, if you will. Um, just, you know, darker yeah. and more adult. Uh, how about a movie... About the inner workings of Arkham Asylum. Oh, I was going to yes. say that. That was one of mine. That could be scary as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just not uh, the, um, you know, some of the villains that were portrayed in Suicide Squad, the way they were, mm-hmm. like the Killer Croc. Right. Not, not very scary. Sure. But, I mean, I think you could do some really good work there. Maybe, like, have Scarecrow. Yes. Yeah. There. Did you ever play the uh, the video game? No. Oh, I, I I played some of the video games. Yeah. I also played the Lego Batman games when Scarecrow yeah. has that little biplane. <laughs> that was pretty fun. <laughs> Lego Batman games, not as uh, dark sure. as not the nearly you know, as Arkham dark. Asylum games, but those I those piqued my interest in that kind of... And yeah. they had enough material for three games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the last one being Arkham City, which was fantastic. Yeah. And I loved it. Okay. Those were hard for me. They were. <laughs> they were. But I love them. They're okay. really, really good. So you got off the menu and into the gameplay. I did, but they're they're challenging. Oh like yeah, they can, they're really like, okay. There's a good part of the game where you're facing the Riddler. Yeah, and so you yeah. have to do challenges in the Batmobile and stuff, and it's just it's confusing. Because yeah, it's supposed it, to be confusing, and it's so goddamn dark. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> there's one <laughs> mission, like one mission I could never get past was Firefly, and you have to chase him and try to like hook him hook onto him with the Batmobile and stuff. And it oh just, wow, it's impossible. But there's so many characters, you know, yeah. they're yeah. popping up left and right. That would be cool. It would be cool. I mean, you could even put characters we don't know or not overly familiar with yeah, in the absolutely. asylum yeah i think know? that'd be cool that that's one of the ones i would want to do and then also i don't really know a ton about it but i my interest was piqued from uh the first christian bale movie uh raza ghoul oh, i think yeah. i'd like to see a deeper dive into that world the the league of assassins yeah that could be yeah. pretty i think incredible. that would be really interesting and to, mm-hmm. to piggyback off of the Christopher Nolan series, what they have, uh, introduction of Nightwing and stuff, Robin, I'd love Mm -hmm. to see, you know, Red Hood and stuff. Yeah. Like, that'd be cool, you know? I think that there's so many possibilities. There really Um, is. We just watched the Birds of Prey trailer that just dropped. Yep. Uh, It's coming to theaters February 7th, 2020. Uh, I think Harley Quinn could be a candidate to go a little bit more adult. Like, this one's clearly a PG-13 yeah, um, that's why I'm meh. I would, I would argue. <laughs> okay, and I'm probably gonna get some hate for this. I think Harley Quinn could be a candidate to go away. Okay, agreed, hundred percent. We watched the Birds of Prey trailer, and my first thought, honestly, this could be problematic. Yep. Yeah. You know, in that, I was already kind of sick of her in the trailer. Yep. And that's why I'm saying she might be a candidate for more something darker. 
yeah. something where she doesn't have to like spit one-liners and be like funny. She could be a little bit more morose. Like DC, yeah. ha- DC had something good, and DC just had to go and do what DC does, and was like, "Hey guys, I got a great idea. Let's just make her overbearingly annoying." That's That'll true. I and like it, the formula they had before worked. It just it made sense. Make her dark because DC. The one thing that DC does that Marvel cannot accomplish okay. is they're able to make hyper-realistic hero movies, which you can feel the darkness in them. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. And I mean that because mm-hmm. you watch these movies and it's like, wow, I could totally see that happening. Like take a trip down memory lane, Christopher Nolan, Batman, when Bane blows up the st- like the stadium. Right. I'm like, whoa, wow. That's legit. You know? But when, you know, I don't know what they're trying to do now. They're trying to go over the top. They're trying to make it funny, but also still kind of violently realistic. And I don't know. That's why my reaction to this trailer was meh, because the one, the other one thing that DC's good at is they're good at producing really good trailers. And yeah, the trailers always look great, and then you see the movie, and then <laughs> well, they well, yeah. as Cameron and I watched this trailer, I don't necessarily think we were hooked in. Yeah, I certainly wasn't. I think I was a little bit put off. Where do you think they could have improved it? Um, um I, well, a little bit more of the other characters. Yeah, yeah and at first glance, it's just Harley Quinn Harley running Quinn around. Doing everything we've already seen Harley Quinn do, like yeah. the, I I remember when we remember when uh, Joker was first being talked about, and we right. were talking about it. And we're like, we don't really know mm-hmm. who was motivated to make this or who right. was asking Why for is this. It happening? But you see the trailer and the reception. It's like, damn, okay, okay getting it. Now. I'm getting like, yeah, they actually created it. I haven't seen the movie yet, obviously, but at first glance, this is an original attempt mm-hmm. at approaching this character mm-hmm. and. In this trailer, Harley Quinn just seems to be doing her character quirks that we've seen in other films that we've seen from, you know, even the video games and stuff. And that's it. Yeah. My my thought was... It's jokes. Oh, man. Maybe this character is better off as the standout in an ensemble. I completely agree. Which she was. She was the great takeaway of Suicide Squad. Yeah. It was her. Like, that's what you were focused on. That's why this bird's... Prey movie is being made because that's pr- pretty much the only good thing people said about Suicide Squad. Wow, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn was great. And I wonder how James Gunn is feeling. Hmm. I'm curious how this, the reception of this movie, I mean, obviously this is the trailer. Yeah. The movie right. might be great. It might yeah, be. But might if, be. if it's not, how does that affect the reboot of Suicide Squad? Yeah. Also called Suicide, well, called The Suicide Squad. Correct. The Suicide Squad, which she is in. Which she is in along with a couple other people. Right. Uh, And that's why I think maybe a darker Harley Quinn, a less jokey Harley Quinn might be a more interesting movie to me. Yeah, that's why why every time DC, when they take a a funny approach, it just doesn't make sense to me. Because DC comics are always over the top dark. And that's what, you know, we, I was talking about a few weeks ago when I rewatched Aquaman. Yeah. It's like, why are they trying to shoehorn in all these jokes? There's a goddamn yeah. Pitbull song. <laughs> what the hell? That makes no, anytime you include Pitbull. It's like, the, why is she eating flowers and, you know. It's, why is he jumping out playing? He had a bunch of one-liners. Take and a By the way, you don't need that you to don't. win an audience over. You sure don't. At all. I mean, look at, I mean, Marvel movies certainly have some humor in them. Of yes. Course. Yeah. But look at the last two Avenger movies. Kind of downers. Oh, yeah, mega, for sure. Mega nuclear downers. For but sure. people love those films. Uh-huh. And I mean, there's a little bit of humor 
just sprinkled. Tiny bit. Sprinkled. Uh, but not this whole, not it how... Was a- not Aquaman how the was a Quinn, circus. <laughs> not how the Harley Quinn trailer played, and certainly not how Aquaman plays yeah, out. Uh, so you had sharks with armor on them, and you still dropped the ball. True, that, that hurts. True, from an Aquaman fan and Dolph Lundgren. And but Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> I think if Joker breaks the October record, yeah. which is eighty million by Venom, mm-hmm. and is received really well by audiences, I I think DC will take advantage of this moving forward, uh, and they're so. going to make. These like one-off movies what, what with a, a you know t- reined-in budget. Yeah. I mean, it sounds yeah. stupid to say fifty million is a reined-in <laughs> budget, but I think the Birds of Prey budget was close to a hundred million dollars. God, and see, <laughs> that's the thing. People who don't know what they're doing are like, "Oh, this is the person. Let's just throw all our money at that." And I just, ah, uh, oh man, I, I don't know. We'll see. Look, it's just based on this trailer, which gate uh, we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Remember. Yeah. Remember when we saw the Suicide the Suicide Squad trailer? We thought this thought thing dope was as shit. amazing. Like, oh my god, this is so great! Yeah. And then we saw it. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> uh, this hurts. There are a couple of things I want to hit in this uh, edition of Nerd Out. Yeah, uh, we're all going to talk about watching the pilot for ABC's Emergence, but I want to talk about something that I've started myself. Mm-hmm. And a perfect segue is uh, a trailer that looked awesome and is maybe less than. Carnival Row on Amazon. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh, I'm not crazy about it. It's really even hard for me to tell you what it's about. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and this is coming from the person who loved Dark Crystal. Oh, my gosh. Like I said, I, Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, it was a struggle to get through that first episode, but then I got it. You figured it out. But then I got it. I'm four deep into Carnival Row. How long are they? Like hours? About an hour. Yeah. Each ep. Um, there's the Fae people. They've lived in this magical place. And then there's like two different factions of outsiders that went to war. So there was war in the Fae place. Uh, the bad guys ended up winning. So all these Fae people kind of moved or immigrated, if yeah. you will, into the like the city where the the good guys on the war side live. But they hate them being in there. I'm like, oh, God. Like, it felt heavy-handed about immigration a little bit. Oh, God. I'm like, I don't need this shit in my life. Just make the show. Just because, you know, you're in a fantasy world and you've got fairies and you've got these, like, weird goat (sighs) people and, you know. So I was put off by that. Um there are like these fae people are being murdered brutally. Yeah. There's this love story shoehorned in with Orlando Bloom and Cara Delevingne. Um, I'll probably watch the other four episodes, but I am absolutely not sucked in. Are there at least carnivals? Uh, Carnival Row <laughs> is kind of like the red light district in Amsterdam. God damn it. So, you know, a lot of these fae people have immigrated in and, like, they end up selling their bodies, Uh, and I was just like... They could have been at least (sighs) carnies or something. Well... Would it hurt to have a Ferris wheel? There might be. I can't recall seeing one, but it's a struggle. It's, like, not, like... Once I was into the Dark Crystal, you know, you know how it is when you're binging. It's right, just like, well, right. okay, I need. I got time. I, I got another fifty yeah. minutes. Let's go. You know, it seemed like a slow show from the trailer when I watched it. I'm like, this seems way too slow for me to get into. I'm especially, especially yeah. with lore this heavy, with you know, like you know, the wings and different factions. I think for or me, it's the 
steampunk vibe I get from a it. A very yeah. steampunk I vibe. I try to be open to that sort of stuff. I think the look of it, actually, the steampunk part, it does look cool. Yeah. They've definitely spent, you know, a lot of money on the look of it, and it looks cool. Uh, I'm not in love with Orlando Bloom in this role. Cara Delevingne is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I It's just fine. I can't give it like a better than fine. It has a 57% from critics on Rotten Tomatoes, but an 87% from the audience. So audience out there, if you're digging it, hit us up on social and tell me why. Because yeah. I'm finding it just, I'm slogging through it. Now, this was, a, was this a book series? I don't know. It says it was based off a film script by Travis okay. Beecham. Okay. Never killing, mind that. A killing on Carnival Row. Okay. Well, like I said, Faze are being murdered yeah. brutally yeah. by a human and then I, something living in the sewer or something. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like I care, but I don't. Like, yeah. Do you I'll, see, I'll and that to, happens I'll sometimes. I'll get to these four episodes when I get to them. Do you see this uh, this show getting picked up for a second season? That's a good question. I don't know. It it hasn't as far yeah. as I know. Because, I, haven't seen I mean, any. I've heard a lot of people talking about it yeah, and talking Cor- about watching it. Courtney so. was all about it. She was telling us that we got to watch the show. Well, this I is th- the show to check out. I think, wink, wink, that's a show she might work on for Sony. Oh. Uh, well. <laughs> I think she well, might be working on wink, it. Wink, wink. I'll mm-hmm. yeah. work on our show, <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, wink, work wink. on our show about radio. Throw them a yeah. script, wink, wink. There's lots of fantasy shows out there. Where's their show about a dysfunctional radio station? Shit, right. Throw- in Alaska. In it. Alaska. Where granted that was a part of Northern Exposure, but a small <laughs> yes. part, Look, small part. If we have to throw freaking pixie wings on the people, let's just do it. It's a pixie radio station. We there. don't need. We don't need to fade it out. I know what you're thinking. Don't sell out, Randy. Sounds similar. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. News Radio. <laughs> Stay true to your vision, Randy. <laughs> it sounds Don't similar stop. to WKRP. Yes. I know what you're thinking. Yes. I thought turkeys could fly. Oh, my God. But it's with newer cameras. That's right. Yes. Newer cameras. <laughs> and we're not playing records. We're playing music from computers. Yeah. Yes. Idiot. Yeah. Come on. Ever heard of segging? It's completely different. <laughs> we could throw some fairies in if that helps. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I know. So, I just told Randy not to sell out, which is ridiculous because if somebody came to me and said, Rave, I need you to sell out. Let's like, do it. Let's do it. <laughs> sell yeah. it out. You I mean, I don't know, throwing, throwing a Yeti or something. I mean, that makes <laughs> sense. Sure. Well, look. It's the snow. You want a Yeti here? Fine. I'm selling out. You want you want the morning DJ to be a Yeti? Fine. I'm Fine. Let's do, Fine. do it. Where do I sign? We're selling out. Give me the money. <laughs> the program director's a Minotaur? All right, cool. You got it. No We're, problem. Initial no here? No problem. <laughs> uh, so now on to something that we have all watched. Speaking of selling out. The pilot for ABC's <laughs> Emergence. Uh, I picked it thinking it was kind of modeled after Manifest. That's what it was reminding me of. Oh, that's what it reminded you of? Yeah. At least like in the commercials I and would stuff. say, yeah, I agree. Okay. But after watching the pilot, I'm going to go Lost, Yep. X-Files, uh-huh. okay. and Stranger Things. That was my biggest takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. Stranger Things. Uh, it stars Allison Tolman, who I love. She's a sheriff, and it's basically kind of her role from the first season of Fargo. Yeah. Where she was okay. excellent, she continues to be excellent. 
Uh, there's a plane crash in her town. She, Allegedly. She finds a girl who doesn't seem to know her past. Allegedly, Allegedly a girl. But nefarious people are looking for her. Allegedly nefarious She people. has powers and abilities we don't understand yet. She's also being tracked until she deals with the tracker. She- <laughs> now, Cameron, tell us what you thought of the pilot of Emergence. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. That's a long, deep, guttural sigh, my friend. Uh, well, I have a question. Okay. Why does the little girl look like Eleven? Yeah. <laughs> because this is kind of a rip of Stranger Things. <laughs> Interesting, Ravy. <laughs> Interesting that you might say that. Uh, it is not for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's many reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Number one, I. this is, it's not an original. What What is people's obsessions with plane crashes lately? Yeah. And being part of like that. the pilot of a of a show or whatever. Like, it's so weird. I find... I find films about plane crashes, like the one, the Sully, mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. that was interesting because it actually happened. Right, right. Um, that being said, I think it's not super original. Mm-hmm. It falls into many, many, many network TV tropes. Yeah. Many, many, many network TV tropes. Uh, it doesn't look great. Okay. The script seems meh. Uh-huh. Uh, and it doesn't really excite me like i don't even really want to know what happens okay because i feel like i know what happens are you watching episode two i don't think so i agree with tim surrett from tv guide okay tim what's who he on rotten tomatoes says mm-hmm. maybe you've heard but there's a lot of tv out there and to play the long game with a mystery box network show just seems like the wrong way to go okay i agree with that gotcha yeah it has a very been there done that been done better yeah feel to it uh the one thing the one thing that i think is different is that it's a well-functioning family usually you know there's an alcoholic in the family yeah, that's somebody's interesting. harboring taken pills true now she is divorced her husband's played uh her ex is played by donald Faison, who i also yeah. love and they seem to get along their daughter doesn't need extensive therapy because of the divorce yeah. No one seems to be popping pills on the side I would or say, having an affair on the side. I would or, say, yeah, that's a saving grace for me is I like the characters. I like the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the setting. Uh-huh. That's You're not watching about episode where I, No, I'm not going to watch episode two. Randy, what are your thoughts on Emergence? I have to agree with Cameron okay. on basically everything. I saw it, and to be honest, I got lost in the middle of the episode primarily because I just didn't care for it. Okay, like so, I, so like you weren't even paying attention. Like there were some parts that were interesting, such as when the parents mm-hmm. of the alleged uh, Piper, which, side note, I texted you guys, why is Piper so an acceptable name in today's society? Yeah, they Agreed. named the girl Piper. Piper. names. Well, <laughs> Sarah or something, but sorry. But like, so the, the that was kind of fun. Like the way her detective work did where she's like, wait a second, I'm on to you guys. Yeah. But other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of compelling stuff. And I went to my reviews, to my peers, my mm-hmm. peeps, which okay. was on Reddit, Okay. And so, yes, your, com- your community. And surprisingly, a lot of people enjoyed the show, at least on Reddit. They were talking about how, oh, I'm totally hooked. I'm into it. The number okay. one complaint, though, was they said this is basically a poor man's Stranger Things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, X-Files and Stranger Things were the biggest kind of retread vibes I yeah. got with a little bit of Lost. Yeah. Um, I thought it was okay at best. Like, the only thing that would get me to go back is Allison Tolman because I really, really like her. I I think the girl is pretty good, too. I thought her acting was yeah. pretty solid. See, 
Uh, From the get-go, I thought it was going to be... <laughs> I don't I think, think she was given much, though, uh, okay. to be honest. Right. I, I thought it was going to be sort of superhero-y. Like, she's sort yeah. of like a Magneto sort of thing. But then mm-hmm. when she took out that little ball thing at the end, I'm she's like, okay, well, this mega is... Mega alien. Yeah, this is like the same old trope that people are trying to glom onto. And I, I, I told her, because I watched with my girlfriend, I told her, I'm kind of almost sort of upset because people can't seem to come with original things. It's sort of like, okay, guys, we see Stranger Things is doing really well. Yeah. The show's coming to an end. This is the best opportunity for us to jump onto this and make this our own. Oh, no, but we didn't get inspiration from Stranger Things. I know, yeah. This is totally original. And, and I think that's why I was kind of tying it into Manifest because yeah. as much as we hated it, uh, it was the biggest new show last year. Like Which a legit solid hit. It's baffling to me. <laughs> legit hit. Oh, baffling. man. And you know, you know how do you ever read how like certain celebrities and like musicians they get lots of traction because lots of kids are their audience? Yeah, yeah. I sort of feel like that's the thing with Manifest because my sister, like teens are watching. Yeah, my sister, who's a freshman in high school, when she was in middle really? school, was telling me how all of her friends love Manifest. Like it's the biggest show in her why? high school. That's in weird. her school. You know why? Why? Because at that time of night, mom and dad have the remote. <laughs> and they have they have no other choice but to yeah. watch it. Look, at this day and age, kids watch it on their tablet. I know. I know. They've got a television in their room. That's I, why I was so I surprised. I your throwback. I Cameron. know. But I I have a question. All right. Why up? does every goddamn network television show look the same? That's a good question. I on NBC, ABC, yeah. CBS, they all visually mm-hmm. look the exact same. They all have the exact same level of special effects. Yep. yep. They'll have the exact same sounding soundtracks. It must be the same budget. Though I thought, oh, isn't that clever? They threw Billie Eilish song they into did. the I end. Thought, yep. And so that might hook if you say yeah. teenagers are watching Manifest, that could hook Ugh. some teens to come back. Like, uh-huh. Oh, I see what they're doing. Billie Eilish Sneaky. here at the okay. end of this episode. Bravey, what'd you think? I thought it was okay at best. Uh, yeah. I thought everything other than the functional family, which uh-huh. I thought was the only original plot point, I thought everything else was a retread of something yeah. I liked better, yeah. of Stranger Things or The X-Files or Lost. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I probably will, though, watch episode two. <laughs> you see, you're good at that. I'm going to watch episode two just because it will be available on Hulu. Mm-hmm. What was it? 41 minutes yeah. out of uh, our yeah. day. Yeah. I can handle that. Uh-huh. It, you know, I could be doing other things, you sure. know, like typing up something like or living. scrolling on social media, you know, hanging with my kitty cats. Yeah. How'd they like it? They hated it. They <laughs> left. Surprising. They <laughs> left. But, but see- Here's another thing too I took away from uh, Emergence. I realized that I'm spoiled as a as a TV watcher, as a viewer, because I can't I can't watch these shows and take them seriously when I have stuff on Hulu and Netflix sure. that compels me so much more. It's hard. It's really hard to watch stuff like Emergence or Manifest and really get invested into these shows because I just don't take them seriously. Okay. I don't. Especially it's hard to take it from the same network that produces all these comedies. Well, and yeah, all these other things. It's just to me it's tough. I think I think uh that's why that's one reason why this is us on NBC has been successful. Yeah. Is because they didn't really spend any money on it. Yeah. You know, aside from the cast. Yeah. And they, you know, brought some different tropes in. Yeah, a lot of you know flashing back, right. flashing a lot of flashbacks forward, and stuff, of, and you know people got into those characters very fast. It's yeah. you know emotional, and that's 
That's one way to hook people yeah. is to play with their emotions. That's one of the reasons I was not hooked into that show is yeah. because I thought they were too <laughs> manipulative. Oh, very much so. With my emotions. Same. And I'm like, you know what? Screw you. Can't do it. I'm myself. Yeah. I'm not going to allow you to manipulate me. <laughs> Big three. Stop manipulating me. I thought me. the ending was a bit awkward too with her slicing her neck to take out that little ball thing. I, I, look, that was at the one point where I was like, that's when I decided I was coming back for episode two. Really? And that in the shot of her, like the water yeah. going up her face or whatever. Yeah. It, it piqued my interest, you know, from the bottom of the floor. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I just think also, okay. Yeah. I know suspend disbelief when we're watching shows and movies. Of course. I get that. Of course. Obviously, mm -hmm. the force is not a real fucking thing. Right. I understand. <laughs> but... A, sh a sheriff just brought a random girl that she found True. on a pile of dirt near a plane <laughs> crash to her house. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad they kind of addressed that and said, this was mega illegal, and what I'm asking you to do is mega illegal. Yeah. We're keeping it a secret. Uh, so at least they acknowledge that it's mega illegal, yeah. I guess. But he, I don't know. Okay. Wait, she just right. went, I think she just went from doing that to like, Okay, I guess we're adopting Wait, her in so like you're 30 to, seconds. You're supposed to tell me that that NTSB isn't the same NTSB? <laughs> what? I like that guy. You like her, her sheriff. Lieutenant guy or whatever. Ravy, you yeah. are so nice to these Ugh. to these network TV shows. Okay, all you're right. so tolerant. Look, I, look I, I kept watching Manifest because I was hate watching. You're a trooper. Allegedly. Will I yeah, go allegedly. back? Will I go back for Manifest season two whenever that premieres? I don't think I will. Uh, what was that, what was that show it. that we all watched <laughs> getting. the first episode of? Oh, the one on Fox? Yeah. About those like vampires? Yep. Oh, crap. yeah. Uh, the Passage. One. The Passage. The passage. How, did you ever end up watching more of that? I watched the entire first season and then they canceled wow. it. Damn it. Wow. <laughs> catch uh, catch Ravy at Manifest Con later this year. <laughs> Manifest Yeah, Con. it's going to be at my house. I'm hosting it. <laughs> well, next week we'll give another television show a try. Batwoman premieres Sunday on the CW. I'm really excited I'm about interested. this one. Yeah. I'm very, I rewatched the trailer uh, yesterday and I'm into it. I like yeah. Ruby Rose. I like what they're putting out there. So yeah. we'll see if we like that any better. So next week, DC Reviews, given our thoughts and impressions of Joker yes. and our thoughts and impressions of Batwoman. Thank you guys for supporting all of our things nerding out, liking, engaging, interacting, nerding out LA on Facebook and Twitter, nerding out on Instagram and YouTube. We'll be updating you guys very soon on the Nerd Not meet and greet, which we're working very hard on. Uh, Want to thank everybody for supporting everything that The Woody Show does. Lots of extra content. Uh, the What's New Podcast with Menace. The Bortcast with our audio man, Bort. Uh, Randy's on every podcast that I we have. Yes, I'm a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> and, of course, the OG Woody Show podcast. As we said, great stuff for your ear holes. Uh, thanks so much, you guys, for listening to Nerd Out, and we'll we'll catch you next week. Uh, be sure to send us your impressions of Joker. Manifest. Manifest. Go watch Manifest. Manifest. Or don't watch Manifest. You're gonna love it. Just kidding, you'll hate it. <laughs> hey, watch Manifest. <laughs> that was nerding out with Ravy. Remember to store this episode in a bag with an acid-free board and put your retainer in when you go to sleep. Until next time.